When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fan fiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. So as you climb the stairs, you find yourself in another long stairway corridor. It's identical to the one that you found going up from Tartarus to Asphodel. So there's the fountain that you can drink from. There is a large basin of purple ooze. And then there is a fountain of like red blood pouring from these tiered ewers stacked on top of each other. Well, Pelops can't drink it all this time. Arete will approach the fountain and cup his hands and take a hearty sip. It's the fountain or the basin? It's like a fountain that comes from a basin. There's there's only so many words I can use for round things that hold water, and there's three of them in a row next to each other. So think of it like kind of like there's like a little like depression in the ground that one could also call a basin, but it is functionally the same thing as a fountain. Rolf walks up to the depression and says, it gets better, buddy, and drinks from it. <laughs> Annie would like to go drink some water. Please, she's parched. So everybody drinks from the fountain. As you do this, you all arrive at level 10. Why don't you guys describe for me what that entails for you? Some of the skin around Rolf's face that peeled off in the Pelops fight regrows as he drinks from the fountain. Some of the dark circles around his eyes go away as he goes up to level 10, gets some new spells, including a new cantrip called Sword Burst. So that's there. And he's also going to recover some spell slots. Alexander's base health will be up to 69. Good. That's that's what people say, right? Good. Yeah. They say, ooh, groovy. Good job. Starting at 10th level, you and friendly creatures within 10 feet of you can't be frightened while you are conscious. That's nice. Nice. And I guess I'm going to put my sword in the water to feed the flowers. All right. You do that, and then you see the little petals on Marigold that were kind of wilting a little bit after the last fight. Uh, They all stand erect. A little Cypress erect again. Arete, uh, he increases two ability stats and he's putting it all into dexterity, baby. (laughs) Because I am a one-trick pony. 
and does a little bit of healing as well. Annie levels up to level 10. And Annie's max hit points goes up to 94. <gasps> I imagine her, like, she's a 17-year-old girl, but she is, like, the beefiest person on the team. <laughs> 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 it's all that chocolate milk. It's all that chocolate milk! So you drink from the fountain, you leveled up, you got some healing in. What's going on? So, uh, speaking of depressed, Rolf, I think we might need to have a little uh, chat. Are you, are you okay? You you haven't been the same since you went in the blood there. You want to chat? What is it? What has you down? I will kill it for you. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, relatively, I'm fine. Uh, this is all very odd. This is all very strange, all very difficult. But, uh, are you okay? You, uh, seem different. You want to talk about it? I am awake. Okay, you're going to need to be a little bit more specific because I'm not entirely sure what awake means. I mean, we're all awake. We haven't slept in a really long time. I've embraced the task before us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we'd embraced the task uh, a couple of times, then we died a... few times doing the task, but uh, this time seems a little different. Arete, what do you think awaits you when we succeed at our task? Well, personally for me, it would be uh, a nice little cup of revenge. Best served cold. I've seen you in battle. I've no doubt at your abilities. Who is it that you seek this revenge upon? My adoptive brother. He, uh, he killed me. Mm. Killed me in cold blood because our father chose me to take over the family business. I'm sorry to hear it. I can appreciate that. I assume the soul jar is for him, no? Oh, yes. Wonderful. I've seen you in battle. I have no doubt you can accomplish what you're setting out to do. What happens after that? I've been thinking about that. You know, sometimes it takes watching someone who was once quite a joyful person, uh, such as yourself, spiraling into what seems like a pit of darkness and despair to really make me question my life choices. Uh, No, Rete, no, no, quite the opposite. You see darkness, I just see truth. The light of what is. You will kill this person, yes? You will trap him in the jar. If you're lucky, maybe Nemesis comes up to the surface and takes it from you and lets you live the rest of your life in peace. Yes, from what I know about you, your life was not a peaceful one, was it? Uh, it, no, it certainly was not. It rarely is. What awaits you in life is battle. And even with this second chance at life, you will die, Arete. You may be betrayed, perhaps. You may fall ill, You may be taken in battle. Perhaps you even live to my old age and pass on naturally. And guess where you end up? Right back here. There is nothing else, Arete. There is only battle. Fuck me. Um, excuse me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I, Annie. It, the room isn't that big, and there's a bit of an echo, so I just I happen to overhear. Uh, you, you're welcome to listen in. We are an Olympiad. As far as I'm concerned, you are the only souls that I care to protect, if we can even call it that. I just wanted to say that you had said something about darkness and darkness being truth, but um. I don't, I don't find it dark. Well, I, I just, I've taken off the, the rose-tinted glasses, so to speak. Annie, make an insight check. 
That is a dirty 20. You notice some of that lilac mist that you guys were all running away from earlier beginning to kind of radiate off of Rolf. Annie's just gonna step a little bit away from Rolf. She just would rather not be in that mist. But Rolf, I just what I I've also fell into the darkness or saw the darkness at one point too. But what you see as truth or what you consider darkness as truth, I saw darkness and I got here. So I don't know. I just don't think that we don't always have to see it that way. I, I know that it, everything comes to an end. So yeah, when we do die again, when we do get out of here and yes, we're going to die again, that's going to happen. But I mean, the whole reason we were doing this again was to get a second chance. If, if you don't even see it as that, or, or you're not even excited about it, then forgive me, but what what's the point? One must do something with all of eternity. No, that's not true. Not necessarily. Not if you don't want to. I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just... I'm We're just... the lucky ones this time. Understand that. Next time we come back, maybe we're one of the heretics, or the goons, or the gentry, depending on what you do. Or if you're lucky, maybe you're one of us again and you try to escape. The point is, we, no matter what you do in your life, I'm not telling you not to enjoy it. There are plenty of joys to be had in life. I know that. I consider myself fortunate to have lived the life I did. But at the end of the day, that will be nothing but an infinitely small point in the eternal timeline ahead of you, which will be spent here in battle The gods have shown it to me. (laughs) So why not embrace it and be the best at it? Learn your craft and harness it. The better you are, the more people you can cut down before they cut you down. The less pain you have to endure. Your words are lost on her, old man. Remember how she got here. Anastasia, what would you do when we escape? I, I, I weep for you, child, truly, to have had such little time before you found yourself here. You deserve a, a good rotten, a solid rotten. I don't think that's true. I don't think I deserve anything. I made the decision. You were misguided. That's okay. I just know that with a second chance, I'll go back and I'll take advantage of it. Because I know that it will come to an end, but I feel like that means I should just cherish every moment even more so now. I I do not argue against that. I simply see the reality of what lies beyond. You see it too. It's around you. We're here. So if you get out, go enjoy it. If you think I'm not going to have a good time when I get out of here, absolutely. I'll make the most of whatever time I have away from the battle. But now I know what waits for me. Well, Rolf, if you get out of here, who's to say that you'll end up back here? Where else would one go? Well, you know, you're... Where you- where you actually not not that you don't belong here or anything you know not what I mean? to get into a trap of a logical argument with you here rolf but uh are you sure that your afterlife wherever you're meant to be is a false dream because it seems very strange to me that there's only people of our culture here of our beliefs it seems very strange that if this is the only place to go that people like you are also not here I do not know why you are the predominant beings, but when I walk through the shades, after our, I believe after our first attempt, I bumped into others from distant lands, not just mine, others. This is not just Grecian. This is what there is. 
It's true, your sword of war is not of this culture. Fair enough, I suppose. I, I have not seen enough concrete evidence to sway me away from thinking that your afterlife is not some sort of possibility, Rolf. I think that there is a serious clerical error at work here. I agree. So, Annie, you should fight for people like Rolf. Fight for yourself for a second chance, a better chance. You were wronged. Fight for those who have wronged you. Well, if I'm being completely honest, I was really the only person that wronged me. And I, I am fighting. I know you don't see it as that, but Alex, I'm fighting every day. I know time doesn't exist down here, but I've been fighting every day. As have I. Even in life. Well, yeah, duh. You're Alex the Great. Annie, you may not agree with the paths we've chosen, but we're all just fighting so that you and, of course, the rest of us may be reprieved of the battle for a moment so that you may accomplish what you wish and come back ready to face the music. From the very beginning, we've known it, where the gods play things, the game shows us as we twist and turn through Tartarus. Sure, they send us boons, but they also mock us I'm just willing to do whatever it takes to give your soul a rest for a moment. And it won't matter in the long run. When it comes to eternity, that rest will surely be forgotten. But in that moment, at least I will have accomplished something for someone, one person I know, who is actually good here. Even if it's not in her own best interest. I'm gonna keep fighting. It just might not be in the way that you do it. That's fine. I'm sorry. You need not apologize, child. I just... I wanted to make that known because I have a feeling when we're done here, you will likely want to forget all of us. I, I disagree, but I guess we'll get there when we get there. Is that how you feel, Rolf? You want to forget us? No. I want to save you because I know people like you, and I can't imagine the agony they're enduring somewhere in this hellscape right now. Yeah. I'm sorry your brother killed you. Thanks, Annie. That, uh, that means a lot. <laughs> For what it's worth, Arete, I don't have much to do when I get out of here. Just one thing. If you want to send me back with the jar, I'll bring it for you. I will guarantee its delivery. Thank you, Rolf. Of course. The offer stands for any of you. Once my task is complete, if you need to send anything back, I can bring it. A task? What task are you talking about? What do you have planned? A delivery. A delivery? A promise I didn't get to keep. All right, all right. You keep talking in vague mannerisms, vague ways. I guess you don't want to talk about it. That's fine. I shared with you that my brother killed me, but I get it. I get it. We're not that close yet for you. I understand. I have to deliver my friend's ashes. Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. And Arete uh, puts his hand on Rolf's shoulder. Well, uh, shall we get through this next layer of hell so we can all uh, go about our tasks in the world above? We are so much closer than I thought we would get. Let's enjoy Elysium while we're here. Oh, I plan to. Let's do it. Alexander, have you anything you need to see while we're here? I'm not sure. It seems I do not belong after all. The gods are punishing me for simply carrying out their deeds. It seems to me like their punishment means nothing. We have chosen already who gets punished. This is all just whims. 
They're indulging themselves and pretending it's justice. It's true. Perhaps I'll leave Elysium in ruins. Well, keep in mind where you will return. Perhaps not ruins, but do leave your mark. Secure your place. Secure that bag. (laughs) (laughs) Sis, you have to end it with sis. Secure that bag, sis. (laughs) And and Rolf stands up from the fountain. Arete stands up and dusts himself off. Shall we see what's available at the well? Why not? With a spring in your step, you approach the well, Rolf, and you do feel some inspiration coming on as you do it. How many obbles do we have? We have 245 obbles. Ooh, Hmm. perhaps 100 obbles? I believe so. Sure. Looking to make a a nice deposit today, and he'll withdraw 100 obbles from the sack and deposit them in the well. You see a flagon of a substance you call hydrolite emerge, and you see all of this red blood just fly out of it and into each of your bodies, and you all restore up to 38 hit points. Wow. Juicy. It has one additional effect. Each time you enter a new chamber, you restore four hit points. Ah, delicious. (laughs) Are we good to go? I think so. Let me see your one-two step, and then Arete will dance up the rest of the stairs into Elysium. All right, so you see this, like, bluish-green light from the stairwell leading up. Stairway to heaven. Oh, well, slightly less hell, I guess. Annie, I think, is gonna make her way up. Ba-ba-da-ba. The heat of Asphodel abandons you completely. Here, the air, rarefied and crisp, blows cool on your prickling skin. For a moment, it feels as if you've already won. For a moment, it seems as if you're on the surface again. This is the first time in perhaps centuries that you have a real sky above you, rather than an endless black or thundery clouds. Here, the skies are green, and at the ground, at your feet, is a dazzling verdant green as grass juts out around scattered square stepping stones, like gift tissue around presents. Everything around you glimmers as speckles of sunlight beam through leaves just above you. On your right, a small bit of earth juts out over a cliffside. From it, you can see the wide plains of Elysium, resting place for heroes and those most beloved by the gods. Below the cliff, you hear the sound of soft water running The river Lethe winds its way through paradise. Short of Olympus, there's no better place to be. I could stay here for the rest of my eternity. Rolf is going to look out at the cliff that juts out and then look at Alexander. Alexander's like looking at the sword, thinking of a a past relationship, and he's walking through the tall... I hope... No, it's not tall grass, is it? Uh, it, it, it's, It's uncut. It like licks your shins. Your muscly shins. (laughs) The tips of his fingers are probably like feeling the tall, lean grass. And he's going to walk up to Rolf and just like breathe in that, that nice air and, and have a look, have a gander. As you do that, you see more of the same sight that I described. But what does become much more noticeable is the sound of the River Lethe running underneath you. I believe that's the river that makes you forget, no? You could roll history. I will roll history. 22. 
In Orphism, a Greek mystical religious movement, it was believed that the newly dead who drank from the river Lethe would lose all memory of their past existence. The initiated were taught to seek instead the river of memory, Nemesine, thus securing the end of transmigration of the soul. That is Encyclopedia Britannica, but yeah, basically by and large, this is the river of forgetfulness. What a gift it would be to forget everything, no? Do you believe that uh, you could rebirth yourself and repent, I suppose, dipping in there? No, not repent, but to exist in mindless ignorance that is the closest I can come to imagining a real end. You cannot wipe away your past, but you can shape your future. Well, Rolf, I forgot that I have a water skin here full of the river Styx, but what if we filled it with some of the water from... The river below. Is the river within touching distance? You would have to climb down to it. It's about it's about maybe like a hundred feet underneath you. I'm sure we'll have more accessible opportunities in the near future. But yes, I don't see why we couldn't try it. I think so. I mean, who's stopping us? You want to just chill here for a few days? Like right here, where it's safe? A long rest? I would love that. Uh, I know we don't all agree all the time, but I too would very much like this. I could do a, with a nice extended stay in the entrance of Elysium. This looks like the closest we'll get to peace in a while. Oh, let's enjoy it before we're sent back. Maybe we'll run into one of the other Olympiads. <gasps> Maybe we'll see them here. All right, you could get some uh, some sugar. All right. <laughs> and Alexander <laughs> plops on <under> the ground. <laughs> 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 Arete seeing Alexander knock out, he turns to the other two who are still just clinging to waking, and he goes, uh, now that he's asleep, I was worried that he might get freaked out if I said this, but, you know, I think we're going to be fine, so I'm just going to take a little snoozy poo as well. Arete! <laughs> but I do have this, and Arete pulls from his equipment bag a bag of ball bearings, and he casts <laughs> them on the floor. <laughs> That'll stop those floating heretics. <laughs> Surely this will stop Pelops. <laughs> he falls on his ass and goes, ah, beans. After watching the rest of his Olympiad, even Alexander in his sleep laughing at him, Arete slowly picks up all the ball bearings and puts them back in the bag. And goes, fine, if nobody wants my balls, I'll just put them away. Well, just, you might as well leave them there and then pick them up when you leave. Too late. He puts them back in the bag and he goes to sleep. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Arete, you have been called to a meeting with your father, Constantine and Clima. You are a little early for your meeting and you see that the drapery that would form the barrier between his chambers and the rest of the Enclima estate is slightly open. And you see a brilliant, blinding sunlight from indoors emanating from behind this cloth. Arete draws his weapon and approaches cautiously and he calls out, Father, are you in there? You hear a sound of a crystal globe shattering. And then the golden light that was coming out from behind the cloth vanishes. And then you hear him say, <clears throat> yes, yes, come in, my son. I put the dagger away and I go enter into the chamber. As you enter the chamber, your father turns to greet you and you see just golden fire burning in his eyes for a moment. And then he blinks and it's gone and he has normal eyes again. <gasps> I have something I would like to ask you. Name it, father. 
What do you know of the god Apollo? Well, he is a god of prophecies, a god of the arts. I know I wasn't always the best student with the tutors that you would give. That's what I mostly remember. Is there something else specifically, Father? He stands upright and he clasps his hands behind him as if he were a teacher proctoring an exam. Beauty, knowledge, music, prophecy. These would be useful gifts for our house to have, do you not agree? Very much so, Father. We would be the envy of the world. The god Apollo has decided that it is time for him to transfer one of his gifts from one of his recipients to us. That would be a great honor, Father. Tell me, Arete, how many men have you killed? In your service or in total? How many men have you killed? 223. What if I told you there was a way to kill a spirit without killing a person? What? How would that be possible? He reaches into his robes and he withdraws a jewel. It's a golden jewel. And he holds it up to his eye and he looks through it. And he says, we're going to a party at an estate. At this party, the god Apollo has left someone our gift. When you look through this lens, you will be able to see who possesses this gift. And you will use this gem to take it from them. How is it to be done? Simply through this lens. And then he hands it to you. You'll know what to do when the time is right. Yes, father. And I bow. Annie, it is your 15th birthday at the Pentasis Estate. You are part of the entertainment for your family and your friends and your family's extended network as music plays all around you, but you are in the middle of a fearsome solo on your reveal. You hear the music within you and you feel as if the gods are moving through you as you play so beautifully on your reveal that people are moved to tears. They drop their food onto their laps. Tears drop from their eyes. They clap uproariously as you finish your piece. What do you do? I take a bow and I say, thank you. Your family and friends all nod and congratulate you. And you just see everybody that you would want at your 15th birthday party you see around you, including an old friend of yours who comes up to you with a small box. Peter! Peter smiles and he says, Annie, you're getting so big now. I mean, I'm still pretty short, but I'm 15. (laughs) But I'm short. Yeah, You'll always be like a little sister to me. But listen, if you ever get tired of playing music, I got you this. And he holds up a small little box. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of playing music, but I'm going to take the gift, too. And Annie's going to grab the gift, and she's going to open it. You open it, and it is probably one of the most advanced contraptions you have ever seen. It is a music box. And when you twirl it, it plays music for you. Where did you get this? (sighs) Okay, well, let's just say I happen to have some friends over at the Temple of Hephaestus, and they were working on something a little weird, and I asked them about it, and when I heard what they could do with it, I asked if they could make something like this. So I drew up the plans, and they made it. What do you think? Peter, this is amazing. Are you kidding? (sighs) I'm so glad you like it. I love it! Well, you probably won't ever need it, but... Just made me think of you. He kind of just stammers for a moment and he looks around at the party and he just says, "Um, So, um, happy birthday, Annie. Thank you, Peter. And Annie's going to give him a huge bear hug. As you give him a huge bear hug, Arete, make a perception check. As Arete makes this perception check, he also gives him a twink hug. 
<laughs> Arete rolls a 16. Okay. With a 16, you are at a party at the Pentazis estate, and it is a beautiful villa. You suspect that this family is not quite as rich as the Enclimas, but the Enclima estate where it is much more functional, it's much more business-like, and those people clearly live well below their means. So it was, like, much more functional, whereas this is a beautiful villa. There are plants and courtyards and, you know, musicians everywhere and just banquet tables of food that just brim over the edge. So you're having a bit of a hard time finding out who you're supposed to see. And then Constantine and Klima bumps into you and he says, By the way, I gave Nicholas one of those gems as well. Whichever of you claims the gift of Apollo first becomes the heir to the Enclima legacy. And then he just keeps walking. And across the room, you see the smug brother that murdered you all those years ago. He is also just hamming it up at the party, talking to people, shoveling food into his mouth, and just periodically thinking he's so slick, he's holding up a little golden gem to his eye and looking around through it. What do you do? Do I see any position that gives me, like, the high ground. So there are basically large crates of food that are next to the banquet table, so you could climb onto some of the crates of, like, silverware or, or, you know, glassware and try to get a better view that way. Is that kind of in the middle of everything, or is it off to the side? No, it's pretty off to the side. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Um, So from here you feel like you would have advantage on making perception checks. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and try to perceive a 19. As you're at this party and you're looking through the gem, it is hard for you to find anything because your eye, no matter what, just keeps turning back to your brother, who you see on the opposite end of the villa also using this gem, trying to see through the gem as well. And then, finally, you see just the tiniest flash of what appears to be sunlight, but it's not coming from above. It seems to be coming from a person. And you see a figure hugging a boy, and she's holding a music box in her hand. And you see this golden light inside of her that's just brimming as you hold the gem up to your eye. Bingo. I climb down from the boxes, and I start making my way to where I saw the Lady of Light. It is very easy to get to her. She's talking to her friend. She's distracted. Make a perception check. A 12. You notice a bit late that your brother, Nicholas and Klyma has also found this target and is also weaving his way through the crowd and is about to close in as well. Arete thinking quickly, well, how close did I make it to the girl before I noticed this? You're about 10 feet away right now. Okay. He's about 15 feet away. Having my ball bearings on me, Arete kind of like (laughs) tosses some out onto the dance floor to cause a distraction of somebody falling over on the dance floor. You unleash the ball bearings. Annie, you hear a clattering of ball bearings and people tripping all around you. And Annie's going to try and help up the nearest person, whoever's closest to her. Arete is going to approach the girl and start to offer help to some of the other people that are near her that have fallen over. Oh, please allow me. And with one hand, he helps the person that she's helping up. And the other hand that has the gem in it, he presses onto her back in like a friendly gesture of, I'm here to help. You do that. And then the gem in your hand suddenly feels very, very hot as if it has absorbed whatever it would absorb from a person. I take the scalding gem, place it back in my pocket, finish helping the person up and go, is there anything else that you needed help with? Uh, Sorry about that. Got here a little late, didn't I? No, it's okay. And Arete turns back and exits the dance floor area and heads off to find his father. 
the rest of the party continues with that incident. That night, Annie, as you're getting ready for bed, you reflect on your birthday, and you think about what a wonderful birthday you had, and the beautiful gift you'd gotten from your dearest friend, and suddenly this emptiness starts taking a hold inside of you, and you'd play the music box to yourself as you go to sleep, and you think, happy birthday to me. And then you all awaken, and you are all fully rested. Upon awakening, Arete kind of opens his eyes and then remembering his dream, his eyes get kind of like wider. He sits up and he becomes very occupied with making sure that like his bag and the rest of the campsite, so to speak, is kind of tidy and ready to move out and move on. Arete, you said you'd watch. Oh, um, uh, I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't, uh, sorry there. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, you gotta sleep when you can. Uh, it was only briefly, I promise. And we're fine anyway, aren't we? Well, everyone seems to be in, intact, yes. Well, are we ready to die again and again and again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's still um, asleep. No, Annie's awake. She's just staring at Arete. Arete feels the eyes on him, but continues to go about his business. And he, he goes over to Rolf and he, he <laughs> shakes him and he's like... Rolf, Rolf, it's time to wake up, bud. Uh, why? I was asleep. I haven't slept at all. Well, what, uh, your allotted time for, for resting has expired, my friend, so it's time to rise and shine. Uh, Does anyone have a glass of water? Oh, but I do have one day of rations that may have bread. All right, I'm good. Uh. Everyone ready? Oh, you still have some drool over there. You have some spit on you. Yep. Anastasia, are you all right? Huh? You all right? No. Oh, are any of us all right? Well, well, well what is it? What? Make a uh, history check, Annie. And Arete. <sighs> 32. <laughs> <laughs> and Arete's is a 22. You both have fairly good recollection of a very strange dream you had last night. What is it? We can't have cloudy minds in battle, okay? Right. What, you have a nightmare or something? In a, uh, in a manner of speaking, yes. I don't know, I, I, had, I had a dream and Arete was there. Um, well, Annie, it's a little uncomfortable, but these things happen sometimes. No, with... no, 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 no. What? What was I, uh, what was, what was I doing in the dream, Annie? I think you should tell me that. Oh, shit. Um, I mean, I, uh, I, I had a dream as well. Okay, tell me about it. You did happen to be in it, but, uh, who, who's to say that we, uh, had the, uh, the same dream? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. Do you want to tell me what your dream was about? Uh, just some family business. Uh, my father, you know, it, it just had me... Doing an assignment, you know. Speak plainly, rogue. Arete, make a history check with disadvantage. And Annie, make a history check with disadvantage. And yes, I am timing these. Oh, crud. With disadvantage, it's an 18. Okay. Whoa. (sighs) With disadvantage, it's a 14. Okay. Both of you seem to be having rapidly diminishing memory of what you just dreamed of, much like a real dream. 
All right, so um, basically, I was sent to a party because my father wanted um, this gift from Apollo, and you had it, Annie, and I put a gemstone on your back, and I took the dream from you, or not the dream, I, I, oh, what did I take from you? Oh, shit. I took something. You took something from me? I just remember it's, it was, it was like a, I think it was a birthday party. I was talking, I was talking to Peter, and then I saw you, and I, 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 I obviously didn't know it was you, but now I know it was you, but... I just remember feeling really weird at the end of the dream. It's, it's, it's alright, honey. And, and Rolf puts a hand on your back and says, Yes, it's a, it's a dream. Was it a, was it a dream or a memory? It was <laughs> just a dream, right? Well, Rolf, what did you dream? Something about puffins. Puffins? God, I'd kill for a good puffin now. Anyways, it was just a dream, right? I don't know, it just... It felt really real. I... No, yeah, it was. It had... What are the chances? <laughs> yeah, it was just a dream. Obvious. Yes, we've been. We've been. We're hanging out all the time. We're an Olympiad. For, for Zeus' sake, we're we're an Olympiad, and 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 obviously, it could have been anyone. Rolf, you could have been in my dream. You could have been at my birthday party, right? <laughs> Annie's talking to him, but Rolf is just staring directly at Arete. I remember every assignment I've ever been sent on. Anastasia, what did he take from you? It felt like everything. It was a blessing from Apollo. What? You were blessed by Apollo with a wonderful gift. My father desired this gift, and he told me that Apollo had chosen our family to receive this gift. That it was our duty to take it. So I took it. I, 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 I didn't know it was you, Annie. How, how could I? I, I, I didn't even know you. Rolf is gonna grab him by the neck. No, Rolf, stop! Rolf, stop! Rolf, stop it! Rolf, stop it! And he's gonna drag Arete over to the cliff above the river Leafy, and he's gonna hold him there. Let me Rolf, go. Rolf, stop! Rolf, stop it! What are you waiting for? Do it. It's too easy. When we leave here, you enter my jar. And he lets you go. And Annie's gonna run over to Arete and just... Are you okay? I'm... I'm fine. I'm... I'm, I'm sorry, Annie. I don't blame you. I don't understand. The thief steal her will to live. He didn't know. Well... You didn't know. You... you of course you didn't know. What you do remember, Arete... This is not your dream recollection. This is just what you remember from your life. You remember that the Pentazas family was actually vaguely beginning to become competitive with the Anclima family. And this was a way to ensure that your fortunes would be secured. I... I didn't know you personally, Annie, but I... I knew. I always knew what I was doing when I would get sent on a mission or something, but... It was my family. I... I I had to put my family first because they were the ones who put me first. Other, otherwise, I would have died somewhere on a, on the top of a cliff all alone. Who does that to a child? Perhaps it'd be good conversation to have with Pelops's father. Perhaps you're right then, Rolf. I did know what I was doing, but I'm sorry. I cannot change the past, but I can help you secure your future, Annie. And I will do everything I can to help you. And Arete goes back to where they were sleeping and continues to pack. You do that with some inspiration, as does Annie. (laughs) 
whenever you feel like it. There are two gates, and these seem more like physical, like solid, gilded, beautiful gates. And one of them has a crystal globe that has an image of gems in it, and another one has an image of a Daedalus hammer in it. Hmm. The hammer, no? A hammer. I think so. I'll touch the hammer. The globe shatters and the gate slides up. And on the other side, you hear thunderous applause. Oh. Coalimus? No. Oh, it's either that or it's a gladiator battle. Go on, thief. And Arete strides in. Rolf, you can't take his soul. Why not? He took yours. He didn't know it was me, Rolf. He you was knew just... what he was doing, Annie. We need people like you. You're the only thing that keeps some of us in line. But I can't even keep you in line. You're a child. It's not your job. Had he not done what he did, who knows what you could be doing now. Rolf, please. You don't have to do this. I know I, I know how it feels. I know how you're feeling. You feel like there's nothing left. You feel like you're empty and there's nothing left. But please, there's so much more. Rolf, please. Are you going to be all right? I don't know. I'll be fine. I'll make you a deal. Arete will assist me. I will assist him. When it is our time, when we're out of here, we'll give him the opportunity to reflect and decide his fate. Do not let it weigh on you. It will be his decision. You're a good person, Anastasia. And I walk through the portal. And he just sighs. <sighs> I don't feel like one. And she walks through the portal. Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Benetatos as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazes, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Daniel Manning. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. Get ready to run with us soon. New episodes drop every two weeks. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
How much do you know about cryonic preservation? Cryonic preservation. The preservation of human beings at extreme low temperature. You mean like like uh, Walt Disney? No, I swear to God, if you say anything about Walt Disney's frozen head, I'm hanging up this phone right now. Swear to me, you've never heard of the Red Valley Seabolt until I just told you. I swear. You swear. Could you take your hand off my knee? Look, Warren, if they're sending the butter wouldn't melt new boy looking for Red Valley, it'll be for a reason. Trust me. People are losing their lives in this company. We pulled him out too soon. He is awakening exactly as we planned. He's dying on me. We're all murderers here. Bryony, you, me, that doorman probably. Guy on the corner there with a the neck tattoo. I bet he's killed someone. Would you like to cut his head off? I'm sorry. The saw is funny. Gordon, why are you sharing this stuff with me? Why are you smiling? I don't know. I smile when things get awkward. Get in your golden bullet, pick me up. You want to go to Red Valley? You want to go to Red Valley? Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley is available on all podcast providers. Do you want to continue?